Moving on to the song Independent Women. Well, are you an independent woman or is somebody paying your bills? Because which the fuck is it? Basically, this song came out on the Charlie's Angels soundtrack before it was on an album. And these movie soundtrack songs used to be a huge thing. Dude, absolutely massive. Before movie pirating became a thing, which was not that long ago. The 90s was way before you could expect to be able to download a movie uh-huh. in less than a month, right? Early 2000s still. Mm-hmm. Like, very few people had high-speed Not internet. a lot of people had internet to be pirating movies, so no. they had to spend money on movies. The movie industry has always been way bigger than anything that happens in the music industry as such marketing on hollywood blockbusters has a bigger budget than anything you've ever seen in the music business and i'm sure that did a lot for these big soundtrack songs especially one like this where the chorus of the song has the name of the movie in it Mm -hmm. charlie how your angels get down like that beyonce's like wait you want to what i got you i will plug your movie into every aspect of this song i'm surprised like the release date for the movie isn't in the fucking song it's it's that bad like shouts out to actresses from the movie it starts off with like lucy lou where you at lucy l seriously is release date in there somewhere and the charlie's angels movies were an enormous deal it was not possible to go to a club without seeing a group of girls doing the Charlie's Angels pose for a picture. Uh, I mean, probably that, even now still. That Cameron Diaz underwear dance was parodied in how many movies? Yeah, that song. It would have been seen, and it still is. Although now it's like way more saturated, there are so many bands that have been launched by freaking commercials. Absolutely, there are bands that have been careers have been started or i shouldn't say started taken to the next level from a freaking car commercial if someone's gonna pay for something to have that much exposure yeah it's gonna get in nick drake after he was dead sold more albums than he ever did when he was alive because of a volkswagen commercial I'm saying, i think volkswagen has launched the careers of so many people i mean if you think about it if they're gonna put out a, a new car and they're gonna spend I don't even know what their budgets are. Millions, multiple tens of millions of dollars to promote a new vehicle. And your song is in that commercial and you can't fast forward it. You can't skip it. You can't. I mean, oh my God, captive audience. Even if the song is dumb as fuck like this song, I know everyone thinks this song is some sort of feminist anthem. It is not. I think this song is nothing. I think this song was just a way to market a movie. It's just a commercial. I don't think there's any underlying anything to this. I think they just mashed a bunch of words over a catchy hook. The first line in the song is question, tell me what you think about me, which I wouldn't think an independent woman would care very much what everyone thinks about her. That Why is that where we're starting from? This whole song is framed by... I need to make sure that you think this about me. Well, I independently want to know what you think about me. I think it's really funny, again, that Destiny's Child got huge with these songs about being gold diggers. Once the gold is dug, the message now becomes, yeah, I got everything I got on my own. You know, I got where I'm at by myself. Well, when I was dating that other guy who paid all my bills, I did save a lot of money and was able to launch <laughs> my career doing something else. You'd be amazed what someone paying your rent can uh, do. Yeah, no shit. If somebody wants to pay all my bills. But the thing about this is there's a long history of Beyonce taking credit for other people's work and acting like she's the only one who did something. You're lying, dude. You're lying. And I know all we're really talking about here is a bunch of people trying to chase trends. Being a gold digger was a popular trend 
trend in the 90s and then the trend moved in a more feminist direction of being financially independent of being strong and self-sufficient etc uh j-lo's my love don't cost a thing hit around the same time as the song independent women so this was just a trend this focus on trends is also why the song Bugaboo has lyrics that sound like your fucking grandparents wrote them about email and pagers. Yeah. You used to have to page someone to get any pussy around here. <laughs> I remember when we used to have to listen to a Mersbo album to log online <laughs> to buy drugs. <laughs> it's funny for me to imagine how these songs come across to listeners who are not looking at the big picture of all these industry trends. Because to those people, these ladies strictly look hypocritical as fuck. The lyric, bragging on that cash that he gave you is to front. If you're going to brag, make sure it's your money you flaunt. What were the other songs about? Well, that was a different group. I mean, maybe that's the argument. Well, we were we we were that vibe before before we kicked out the other two. We replaced them with two more. Some of that era was, but then we did kick out that other girl pretty quick. So then there was like these other girls. And so every time there was a change of people in the group, we changed our whole vibe. <laughs> There's another possibility. It's possible that independent women is actually them broadening their scope of gold digging to other women. Mm, that's what it is. I can't find a man that meets my standards. So fuck it. I bang girls now where the rich women at. It's basically a demographics survey. Get all the ladies who actually are independent women who are financially successful on their own, have their own money. You get them to identify themselves and then you swoop in. Man, that's all cheating. All the women who are independent, throw your hands up at me. All the honeys who making money, throw your hands up at me. Yeah. All the mamas who profit dollars, throw your hands up at me. Girl, I didn't know you could get down like that. Yep, they're taking over for the males, too. How am I supposed to find a woman to pay my bills? Now I got all this competition. How are the men supposed to find women to pay their bills if they got to compete with Destiny's Child now? You can't. It's just not fair. You can't. They're horning in on the male gold diggers, stealing the sugar mamas. Here's what's weird. If, if it's a real group and there's four equal members, how does anyone kick out two members? Two people vote out the other two people. That doesn't make sense. How would they get kicked out? It's almost like they weren't actually equal members. It's hard to know what is or isn't a credible source on this stuff because it's contracts and I've seen allegations that I wouldn't want to repeat because I'm positive we're talking about some very litigious people right now. <laughs> uh, the generally accepted story is that the two girls who got kicked out of the band, they just wanted to not be managed by Beyonce's father anymore. Then the next thing they know, they're out of the band. Weird. That's so weird to me that he would have unilateral power to boot people out of a band, hypothetically I'm speaking. Get to that. So, okay. So, yeah, I'm not even going to really try to fuck with the names of everyone who's been in this group because their names don't ultimately matter to anyone who doesn't have tattoos of their faces. Uh, the power struggle is essentially the manager's making way too much money. We did, we may have signed these contracts, but he's making way too much money. And it's only because he's the lead singer's dad. And that's also why the lead singer seems to be the only person who matters around here. There's clearly some conflict of interest, right? We're not into it. Can we get a new manager? They try to replace dad with a new manager, even if just for themselves, like y'all can still be managed by that guy. If you want to side note, this guy's not managing any of these people anymore. There was a lawsuit involving live nation where they thought that some money didn't look right. And then there was an audit and the money didn't look right. 
at this point, this guy's managing no one in this band, not even his own daughter. Mm-hmm. You got to be so fucking mad if you're these original two girls, right? Where they're like, all we said was he was a shitty manager <laughs> and then we got kicked out of the band and now none of you are being managed by him. Yeah. They just ate shit for no reason. Didn't they pass like laws in California too with like all sorts of crazy rules about Hopefully. parenting and stuff, parents Hopefully. managing their children and like all, I, I think there are a whole bunch of like new rules. It partially because of stories like this so how these girls find out they're not in destiny's child anymore is because the music video for say my name comes out and they're not in it that's insane (laughs) like they've been replaced by two new girls this is also why if you watch that video this is why they're mostly just lounging around on furniture in different colored rooms while they lip sync to the song it's because the new girls didn't have time to learn the choreography that's why this video is the way that it is just that quick imagine Going home at the time that TRL was very popular and you're watching the new songs roll out and they roll out that song and you're just like, what the fuck? I I was in that band this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I think I'm a member of that group. So after this happens, after they get kicked out, there's all this shit talking and lawsuits. There's a 2001 article in Vibe magazine around this time with Destiny's Child saying mean things about the girls who just got kicked out as if anyone can't do this job. (laughs) And they weren't talented enough to hold turned off microphones and lip sync to background vocal tracks, etc. Also, I looked at the next issue of Vibe. Do you remember where people would write letters to the editor? Oh, yeah, sure. I looked at next month's issue of vibe to see what vibe readers said about that story Mm -hmm. man i almost wonder if vibe writers weren't writing these letters and just (laughs) coming up with fake names because all of them people call it bullshit on this whole official story they're like they're all (laughs) lying it looks like the two girls they kicked out had a legitimate concern one of these vibe readers was like Well, the dad's clearly an asshole. It's super obvious the group only exists in order to launch his daughter as a solo artist. These are people calling this before it even happens. This is before Beyonce is being launched as a solo artist. Vibe readers are like, what is this trash? One of them even suggests that Beyonce's little sister would be added to the group two years before the father actually tried to do that. The father floated the idea of having Solange be in the group. And one of these vibe readers two years earlier was like, he's clearly just going to put the little sister in there and try to do the same thing. I feel like a letter to the editor was like the original comment section for like a, a post. It was a whistleblower. Oh, hundred percent. It's so easy to have it. Be, it can be anybody. It's completely yeah, anonymous. First, last name, town, state. Yeah, they were like, okay, white pages. Okay. This person sent us. Originally they did actually send letters, which imagine that job. Either these letters to the editor are fake or vibe readers were woke as fuck. They just, <laughs> they just ran down the list of all, well, dude, this is what the pop industry is like. Obviously, this is what's going on here. And they were all right. Anyway, sorry. One of those replacement girls gets kicked out and now it's a three piece. The lawsuits get settled. Part of the deal is everyone's got to stop talking shit in public about each other. Mm-hmm. Then the song Survivor comes out. If you're trying to listen to Survivor for musical reasons, it sucks because it's a stupid song. Only reason it exists is not to be a good song. It exists to keep everyone talking about the big PR story around the band at the time, which is how much of a car crash their personal relationships are. I'm a survivor. I'm gonna camp up. I don't know the words, but I know the hook. And it was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, no, she did it. 
Survivor is supposed to be about this power struggle. Everyone not related by blood to Beyonce can pretty much get fucked. The reason why they would put that in a song is because it sells. Look at the tabloid headlines next time you're checking out at the grocery store. The reason that trash is on the cover is because that trash sells copies. Everyone knows it. If it bleeds, it leads. Nothing moves units like a good feud. Beatles versus Stones, Noel versus Liam, West Coast rap versus East Coast rap. If you get enough people paying attention to what you're doing and then you start a fight with someone else doing the same thing, you do it the right way, you can retire off of it. Mm -hmm. So that's what Survivor is. That's why Survivor exists. Dude, he has songwriting credits on it. Did you know that? The dad? Yeah. Matthew Knowles? I believe it. (laughs) The story of the song is supposed to be all these morning radio DJs were making jokes about destiny's child being like the reality tv show survivor who's gonna get voted off next everyone knows it's not gonna be beyonce ha 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 wink 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 musically the song's terrible this is one where i actually believe uh, her dad is a, is credited as a writer uh-huh. on it yeah i fully believe that beyonce was the main writer on this song too just because of how bad it is have you ever paid attention to the chorus of this song what yeah, <laughs> I'd be really curious to know if the background vocals going what after every line. I want to know if that was a decision the producer made, because it's the only thing that gives that chorus any semblance of musicality. What? Without those gang vocals going, what? Here are the lyrics of the chorus. What? Don't do it because I want people to hear it without the what. I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to work harder. I'm a survivor. I'm going to make it. I will survive. Keep on surviving. It's dumb as shit. You can actually find the isolated lead vocal for the song on YouTube. Search, I don't know, Destiny's Child Survivor Acapella. You can hear it without those background what's to really hear what I'm talking about. What? I strongly recommend giving that a listen. So it's hard for me to, since this song has been drilled into my head so many times, even reading the lyrics. I can't read the lyrics without hearing this. What? Oh, shit. I got to try not to have the what's. There's so many what's. Somebody should have like a drinking game. You take a sip of beer every time they sing what. You'd be wasted after this song. Beyonce says in the song, you thought I wouldn't sell without you. Sold nine million. Oh, this is the shit talking that got them sued over it because they were supposed to not be talking shit now. But also in this song, the message people act like this song is them taking the high road. They act like it's some high road trip that Beyonce's taking where she's saying, like, I'm not going to talk all the shit on you that I could talk. You thought I wouldn't sell without you. Sold nine million is literally the definition of shit talking. That's actually what she was doing. She says something like how she's not going to talk bad about you on the radio or whatever. Yeah. Saying that in a song is talking. It's getting on your big ass microphone and saying to the whole world, look, I've got so much ammunition against this person that I don't even have to use any of it. But if I did want to, I want to make sure you know I have it. And then she even gives you some of the ammunition by saying, I'm still selling. It's almost like a subtweet, but it's like a sub song. But like to embarrass you to the whole world. But also too, if at this point the other girls had signed, you know, signed something that says they wouldn't talk shit, right? They put this song out. It's not like they can say, I mean, there could be so many things that we don't know. For sure. What yeah. if one of the girls whole thing was she was actually a survivor? It's kind of a shitty thing. Like you selling millions of copies without these girls is such an achievement when they were hamstrung by their arrangement that you have with your father, giving them fucked up outfits to wear, not putting the spotlight on them, making them lip sync while you have a live mic. Yeah, of course you kept selling albums without them. No one ever even got to know who they were. But she's surviving. Beyonce is surviving. That's for sure. We know that is very true. I just wonder how many of these words, like, 
because some of the stuff doesn't make any sense at all when you actually read it. I don't, it doesn't make sense even within the song. It just makes me wonder if like, it's something that they would know. You know what I mean? Like the two other girls would know what Maybe. they were referencing. Yeah. Like an inside joke or something like that. And I, or inside thing that they would definitely know, oh, this song is kind of a poke at you. Like a secret society with their own code words. Yeah, now you're not in the Illuminati anymore, mm. but you know the, <laughs> the secret Illuminati words. Yeah. But you're out of the Illuminati now. Wow. What do you think it was about the year 2001 that made everyone want to listen to three skinny girls pretend like they had big asses? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen the music video for Bootylicious in a while, maybe you're thinking in your head of the way that Beyonce looks now. That's definitely for sure. Immediate response. What? Beyonce has a huge butt. Nah, 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 nah. Not when this song came out. You should definitely go YouTube this video. Go back and watch it. This is three skinny girls doing a song about having ass that they do not have. Also, just want to be clear, just like the gold digger thing, this is not me saying, if you don't have an ass, go fuck yourself. If you do have an ass, go fuck yourself. No, I am. I am saying that. All I'm saying is if you're going to come out with a song called Bootylicious, then you probably should be. It is a little bit weird when anybody sings about something that they are not. There's maybe one ass in the whole video on an extra who has uh, about a second of screen time. And I'm not talking about the one with Missy Elliott in it, the original yeah. video. All of the backup dancers are guys with six pack abs. They don't have asses either. And the reason why it's guys with six pack abs is because if they cast women for a video called Bootylicious, a bunch of ladies with asses would have shown up and made everyone realize how ridiculous the existence of this song is by 2019 standards nobody in this video no one by today's standards this is a very flat-butted video for a song about booties <laughs> 2019 it does not hold up i'm gonna just go on a limb and say that the booties in 2019 are much bigger and if the song was re-released in 2019, the video might look a little different i can't wait to hear how anti-feminist we are for doing this episode I hope everyone who shows up with that comment is prepared to defend the song Nasty Girl, which is one of the most blatant, direct, and thorough examples of slut shaming I've ever heard in pop music. Yeah, we definitely don't slut shame, that's for sure. Try to avoid it. I certainly don't agree with the majority of anything the Nasty Girl would say. That song is fucked up, man. It's so hard to, I mean, again, just going back and reading this, it's hard to imagine defending this song. Shaking that thing on that man, looking all stank and nasty. Swore you look cute, girl, in them dukes. Booty all out looking trashy. Sleazy. Put some clothes on, I told ya. Don't walk out your heezy without clothes on, I told ya. You nasty, girl. You nasty, you trashy. You classless, girl. You sleazy, you freaky. I ain't never met a girl that does the things that you do. This is what someone should do. You should take the lyrics from all, like the gold digging songs and the independent woman songs and the bootylicious songs and the nasty girl songs. If you could combine these all into one song, Jeez. it would be the most schizophrenic song of all time. Yeah. You would be insane. People would listen to the lyrics and go, the person that wrote this is crazy because they're contradicting everything that they're saying in the very song before this nasty girl song is another one that i could believe beyonce actually wrote because the words are so terrible 
there are people who want to pretend that this song is Destiny's Child responding to misogynist comments like this that they've heard from people about the outfits that they wear. It 100% is not. Go watch the music video for Nasty Girl. If that's what they were doing, the members of Destiny's Child would be dressed in these outfits, having people respond to them that way. That's not what's happening. The members of Destiny's Child are lounging around on their Say My Name couches, making stinky faces, and being judgmental as as fuck while a bunch of other actors are cast to wear the trashy outfits or whatever also there's a quote from michelle williams quote we love to wear shorts and skirts but it's got to be tasteful it shouldn't be to the point where you don't even hardly bend over and somebody sees your business the song is saying how a real man is not going to want you dressed like that end quote uh. standard this is standard misogyny all right I just wish I understood. Do you want to use your sexuality to sell music? Do you want to be independent or do you not? Do you want to be bootylicious? I don't understand. The only thing that matters is that Beyonce is perfect. She's flawless. She's unimpeachable. She never makes a mistake. She never missteps. Nothing. She's perfect. I just think that Destiny's Child didn't care about anything. There was zero value system and it was only about making money, period, the entire time. And no matter what kind of person you were, if you were uptight and you wanted to listen to Nasty Girl and be judgmental and look at other girls in the club and go, oh, this nasty girl, she's gross. Or if you wanted to be the fun girl that was like, I'm bootylicious. Look at me. Look at my butt. Ha, ha, ha. They had it covered no matter what. Did you want to be the gold digger? We got you covered. Do you think you want to be an independent woman? We got you covered. What kind of song do you want? They're basically the one shop. It is everything. No matter what kind of mood you're in, Destiny's Child can fulfill your needs. Eventually, you've just got to shoot out into a solo career where you try to maintain a cohesive narrative for who you are, what you're supposed to represent. I don't even understand how Bootylicious was a hit because it's not really even a song everyone knows the chorus of that song because they repeat the words 900 times but if you try to pay attention to the verses at all there's no ground to stand on they actually let kelly sing a lot of this song whoa 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 (laughs) we'll pump the brakes getting out of control here i'm positive most people don't even realize that they're not listening to beyonce in this song one thousand percent people do not know who is who singing what they would just assume that beyonce is singing all of it I would bet anything. I don't even know if I would know the difference. Without you ever knowing, like somebody telling you who's who, I don't think you would ever know. So the thing about Kelly having the mic for significant portions of this song is the whole time she has it, Beyonce is layering a track with these little Michael Jackson ad libs. She straight up does it. There are a hundred of them maybe in this song. And also, uh, the reason I found the isolated vocal for the song Survivor is because the vocals on this song were so annoying. I had to see (laughs) if I could find the isolated vocal. So this is actually the one that I found first. Please go listen to this and hear exactly what I'm talking about. Once you hear that this stuff is in this song, you're never going to be able to stand being in a room while this is playing it's It's like john bonham's squeaky kick pedal (laughs) once you hear it it never goes away search bootylicious acapella you can hear exactly what i'm talking about this is the kind of song someone picks at karaoke because they think they know it 
but then it's just dead air on the verses. Oh shit, I just realized I never paid attention to this part of the song. Just like any other song or any other artist that we cover over and over again. You love the idea. Yes. The nostalgia, the what you were doing with your life. You were free, you were having fun. That's what this is about. You do, doesn't it's meaningless. Cuz in this song there's not even a melody or narrative lyrical thread to keep you on track with the rhythm. Like even if you it's like have you ever seen someone try to sing Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye at karaoke? Pretty much fucking impossible to sing along with Marvin Gaye's version of that song. Right. Because the whole thing is just him doing whatever he wants to do because he's Marvin Gaye and you're not. This is like that except for opposite reasons. I think that when we uh, go on tour, we should require the intro to our, our, our doing it is like karaoke. Not for us. People, yeah. People Make everyone who bought a ticket sing a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The show's not going to start until you all do it. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's going <laughs> to might be a few minutes. Get here early. We're get, there are how many? 5,000 of you? We need at least 50, <laughs> at least 50 karaoke performances or this show is not happening. Yeah, look, this is how this works. We go on at 11. And we're accepting 50 performances. It doesn't have to be 50 individuals. So you can stand there and watch the one person who's willing to do it or give everyone a break and get up there and do it yourself. Yeah. That's all there is to it. I think it's a great idea. And maybe we'll let them vote and give the winner something. Yeah, like a free shirt or something. And whoever comes in last place is actually a guest the next time we're in that city. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Bootylicious is also a great song to... The balloons of everyone showing up to the Beyonce writes her own songs party. Yeah. The fuck she does. I mean, I know that this is really common in pop music or music in general. Because writing is a spectrum. If there's 100% of the song at the end of the day, if you technically injected a few words, I guess you can say you're a writer. You can change one word. And nothing you see online traditionally on Spotify nowadays or Google, Wikipedia, nothing ever specifies percentages. Not going to. <laughs> any place any place for the general public would look for that information. Beyonce might have the majority on some of these songs. And honestly, on some of these, well, like I said, some of these the lyrics are so terrible. Who cares who wrote it? You're going to get it tattooed on you? Right. Probably not, right? Yeah. Cool. By the way, I bet a lot of people are going to say that all we did was attack Beyonce the whole time. First of all, as we said, she's the only reason this group exists. But second of all, she did all this shit in Destiny's Child. Look up interviews of her from this time talking about where she's going to write a song or I wrote this song I wrote that song there are so many songs that she has just said I wrote this when this was happening when I wrote that here's what I was going through you go look up at that song and there are 10 people's names there I I is not the word that she needs to be using there if you really think about it we did trash the other members of the band because they're so irrelevant we didn't even have to really talk about them true They're lost in irrelevancy. It's true. And also, I've seen where people are very, very mean to the other members of this band because of how not Beyonce they are and how terrible that has been for them. They just wanted to hold a turned off microphone and get paid a lot of fucking money. So just leave them alone. I I think they won, (laughs) if you ask me. Well, I mean, the later ones make a shit ton of money and, you know. 2010 issue of Billboard interview with a guy named Rob Fusari. P.S. This is the dude who discovered Lady Gaga. Rob Fusari talking about how surprised he was to see Beyonce lying about how she came up with the idea for the song Bootylicious while listening to Stevie Nicks. And he was like, yeah, but first of all, I'm the one who came up with it. 
and nothing that you're saying is true right now. <laughs> Before I found this interview, I had a joke that I was going to make about how this whole album was called Survivor just to make sure the guys in the band Survivor never forgot that Destiny's Child sampled Stevie Nicks instead of Survivor's ripoff of Stevie Nicks, which is Eye of the Tiger. Right. But then I read that interview, and sure enough, Rob started with the idea of sampling Eye of the Tiger, but he couldn't find that CD in his booklet, and then he remembered that it was just basically the same riff from Edge of 17, so he put that in instead, thinking he'd go in later and add Eye of the Tiger, which is really weird, because apparently Beyonce thinks that she had the idea to do all of this stuff. So few people are... What producer is going to publicly dispute things. It's all about maintaining relationships and careers. So if the artist runs out and wants to tell the whole world, oh, I wrote that song top to bottom, and you know the truth and you're getting paid as such, because on paper you actually wrote 95% of it and you're getting paid for that, I, you can't fault more people for not coming out and being like, that's not true, I wrote this, or whatever. Thankfully, every now and then, someone does have the balls to say, fuck that, that's not true, I wrote it. The interesting thing about this interview is Rob continues. He goes on to say that he called Beyonce's father and was like, what's going on here? Why is she saying that when that's not true? And Beyonce's dad told Rob that fans have to believe the pop star is everything. Mm. So... When we talk about the Beehive and we talk about how they believe that Beyonce is flawless, can do no wrong, how upset they get, it's because they found the people they were looking for and they sold it to them. They fully bought the ticket for this ride. They're on it and they're not getting off. Beyonce's dad told Rob, quote, what sells records is people believing that the artist is everything, end quote. He's right about that, but again, it doesn't mean he's a genius because he's never fucking done this again. All the pop music, too, by the way, works this. Uh, Yeah, this is probably a theme that will run through any and every single pop artist that we do, especially ones like this where no one in the band is, you know, writing songs. I don't think very many people are happy about it. It just seems like everyone who's still surviving in the music industry. Yeah, I don't fucking know. This is the way it works now. Right. Also, in that interview, Rob talked about how surprised he was to find out he was not the only person who wrote the song. No, no, no. Yeah. See, I, I know that artists like Destiny's Child or whatever win Grammys and everyone is like, it's all smoke and mirrors. I actually like to see the people that are pumping out the smoke and putting up the mirrors because I want to know the people that actually made this song. Not only that song, but also many other songs for many other artists oh, it, it, that is sure. talent that yeah. is replicating success right. if you can do this over and over and over again yeah i think you're probably pretty good at it yeah but if you're the person saying i did this in the interview you should probably go fuck yourself because yeah. there are 500 people you're not giving credit to i will always struggle with pop music for that and i will always have any pop artist which i don't know how often this happens because i don't pay that close attention to the grammys or award shows but when they say we, yes. it's such a yes. better representation of reality. Not just we, the band people, but we, the team of people that make this happen. We, the writers, we, the producers. I've seen fans who don't know this aspect of the pop industry talk about how weird it is when an artist gets on stage, especially a solo artist, not someone in a girl group or a boy group like this, but especially a solo artist who gets on stage to accept an award and uses the word we a lot, make fun of them like, well, you got a mouse in your pocket? Or, right. or it's almost like they think that they're doing a version of referring to themselves in the third person or it's some ego thing or something like that. They don't understand that that's actually someone who's being gracious and not acting like they deserve credit for every step that this project took. 
oftentimes yeah. like a good artist will invite their producer up there with them. That's a good look. And sometimes even let the producer say something. The maybe, artist, maybe don't do that. I wouldn't let them talk. <laughs> yeah, they're weirdos. They, yeah. they stay in the studio Usually. for a reason. Have you ever seen a picture of Rick Rubin? Don't get him anywhere near a yeah, fucking microphone. I don't know really about how much any of these people look like, and I prefer to keep it that way. DJ Khaled, yeah, let him give your acceptance speech for you. We'll be here all fucking night. <laughs> I don't even know what he does. He talks a lot. He just says, DJ Khaled. You've never seen the video of him getting lost on a jet ski? No. Dude, dude. So he's addicted to his phone. Uh-huh. He's addicted to using his phone in selfie mode and recording inspirational videos. I know that, and yes. Yeah, that's he's basically just keeping a diary of his whole life. There's a video of him. I guess he's probably in Miami or somewhere on the coast. Yeah. yeah. Gets on a jet ski and just takes off and realizes he has no idea where he is. This sounds great. All right. So, I mean, I don't give a shit about the last Destiny Child album. You shouldn't either. I don't give I don't a shit think about anybody their does. Christmas album. It's just more of this. It's just, it's just product. We've been talking about it for way too long already. To sum it all up, though, I would say that poptimism is not necessarily a bad thing. But the problem with poptimism is that it is too inclusive. Some pop music being good does not mean that all pop music is good. I do think that pop music was dismissed as a whole by people for far too long. There is and has been some good pop music, but it is far and away the exception. The genre is mostly, most genres are mostly a cesspool, if we're going to be honest here, but pop music is particularly bad. Pop music probably went sour the fastest, probably because it was pop. It was popular music, so it was the most selling thing. It's in the nature of it. it. And it's a constant theme from the dawn of music. Pick and choose your trends from whatever subcultures are thriving right now. Push the pasteurized version of it through to the mainstream. Wait till everyone gets sick of it. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. I mean, if you're one of these everyone gets to be an artist assholes, you should probably take finger painting classes instead of listening to, <laughs> instead of listening to this podcast. Because uh, if you're going to walk around talking about music like you have opinions that matter, then the first thing that you have to realize is pop music is primarily made for and marketed to children, much like finger painting. I do have some news uh, that I would like to share with everybody and you, Tyler, for the first time. I'm an artist. We are artists. Yeah, I know. I'm just, is, I was just making a proclamation. I felt like a, I felt like I needed to make it official. Uh, we've created more than anyone listening to this has created. That's 100% for sure, no matter what anybody says in the comments section. Does pop music being for kids make all pop music bad? Not necessarily. Does it make most pop music bad? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Childish, generic, washed bullshit. And if you are embarrassed or afraid to honestly reassess something you liked as a child from the perspective of an adult, from everything that you've learned about life, if you're afraid to look back on things for what they really were, why should anyone believe anything else you say on any topic? It's called growing as a person. You don't stay stuck in the mentality that you had since you were 17 years old. You can't be listening to the same music and expect anyone to take you seriously unless you have damn good reason. They're all gone. It's time to just let go. Sometimes I wonder if none of the shit that I just said is true at all. And the only reason Beyonce wanted to leave Destiny's Child is so she could stop wearing the ridiculous matching outfits that her mom made for the whole group. Yeah, what if she actually didn't want Destiny's Child to break up and this whole thing, we got it all completely wrong. 
it turns out that she legitimately wanted to stay in Destiny's Child. Here's a conspiracy theory. Uh, Beyonce broke up Destiny's Child because it was the only way that she could keep her father from exercising his right to put Solange in the band. And yeah. then when Beyonce left, just keep it going. And then find What so if? Yeah. Dude, I kind of wish that would have happened. Then go steal a baby to do it a third uh, time, maybe? I don't know. Dude, it would have been so cool. I mean, he was for sure would have been in the Illuminati at that point. So then he could have just bought a baby a child of destiny and done it a third time dude it would be amazing if destiny's child was just rotating members of the family it's generational she does it for like a decade but and then eventually they get a grandmother clause so you can't replace the side girl so if the lead dies you've got like a 12 year old lead singer and 75 year old backup dancers and background vocalists then beyonce has a baby and then eventually the baby is old or enough pay to someone join. to have a baby for her this this could have been the greatest ongoing scheme of all times now nah, I think she probably just quit so she didn't have to wear the outfits. Seriously, if you if you've never gotten real stoned and Google image searched Destiny's Child matching outfits, you have no idea what kind of Sunday you have ahead of you. I think the 90s and the early 2000s were just a great time. Dude, these outfits look like someone decided they were going to be a fashion designer after seeing three photographs. One of the curtains in a house owned by a mob wife. One picture of the time Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake wore those denim tragedies. And uh, a picture of the time J-Lo wore the dress. It is, uh, why, is that still a theme in music? I don't know. I don't pay attention. They have very specific outfits, though. It's never outfits you would ever wear in public. Well, outfits. I think there's a lot to be said for branding, like Jack White. I think is really good at color coordinating things. And I think it has made a huge difference in his career because obviously people are looking at something that they're not hearing when they're buying those albums. Yeah. But matching outfits, I don't, you're pretty much guaranteed to get yourself in trouble at some point. Yeah. You're going to end up looking like assholes at some point. You're going to run out of ideas and do some dumb shit. Well, I think what happened with Destiny's Child is he slowly just removed clothing and they became the nasty they girls that they were so afraid of other girls being. I can't wait to come back and do the episode on Beyonce because this was just the Destiny's Child episode of your favorite band sucks. But if Destiny's Child is your favorite band. Holy shit, your favorite band sucks. You're welcome for these bootylicious episodes of your favorite band sucks. Admit it. You weren't ready. And if Beyonce isn't in the Illuminati, then how come your autocorrect recognizes bootylicious as a word? You ever think about that? No, you didn't. Anyway, there you have it, people. A two-part dissertation on Destiny's Child. And they said it couldn't be done. Now, we didn't get to everything. We didn't cover any of the quote-unquote reunion stuff, which honestly is probably for the best. That seems like it would be very depressing to talk about that. Nobody really needs that shit in their lives right now, yeah? What they need is for you to share these Destiny Child episodes all over your social media. Send them to everyone you're talking to, however you're talking to them in these times of social distance. And if you're doing any of those Zoom bullshits, it's important to remember to wear a shirt. We happen to sell very cool shirts at shop.yfbspod.com. You will be supporting the show with any and every purchase. For everyone who already has a full closet, there's also the Patreon at patreon.com slash yfbspod. And of course, we are 
YFBSPod on most social media. I'm sure some dumbass is going to need it pointed out to them when Mark refers to 2019 as the current year in this episode. That was the current year at the time of recording. We recorded this a long time ago. Technology, it's weird, huh? And it is with such great sadness, I must inform you all, we've reached the final episode remaining in the vault. I can't say for sure exactly what's going to happen or when with the podcast. This entire COVID situation is very difficult for Mark because he's a parent, and I happen to be more busy than you've ever been in your entire life with the second season of Cocaine and Rhinestones right now. But I know we'll figure out a way to record more episodes in the near future. In the meantime, we do have one more band to pull out of our pocket. And that band is Aerosmith. So you're going to want to go ahead and get ready because this is a lot of bullshit that's coming your way, people. 